With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Lapse Factor Podcast. What is up, College Lacrosse fans? You're watching episode 224 of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. And today we are going to talk about face-off specialists. Now, the statistics for these guys on their websites were jacked up and I couldn't trust any of them. So we're going to look at a bunch of guys. I've only been looking at really three guys from each position group with maybe like one or two others that I mentioned. In this case, I want to talk about six face-off guys that I think have a chance at winning these spots because... I think that face-off from season to season, the guys that are at the top tend to be a little bit more inconsistent in terms of guys that are guaranteed to get these spots. I think in terms of like attack All-Americans, it's fairly, it's a lot easier to pinpoint who's going to get the top three spots at the attack, at defense, and so on, I think, than it is over face-offs because they're they're not the keepers of their own destiny completely, and they do rely on some wing play. So I want to talk about guys a bunch of guys, and then I'm going to tell you who I think will earn those top spots. Before I get into it, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching this on Spotify, excellent. Share the crap out of it with everybody. And then if you're an audio-only listener, uh, same thing. Share the crap out of it. I thank everybody. You can always go to laxfactor.com to see all our videos. And we're doing a new segment called Lacrosse Film Review Fridays, where uh, Film Review Fridays, we're going to put out a film review video every Friday between now, hopefully, and the end of this upcoming season. Maybe we keep that going forever. So I digress. Let us get into it. And let's talk talk about the guy that I want to talk about first here. You see, guys that we're going to talk about today, I'm going to talk about Zach Cole. I'm going to talk about Luke Weirman. I'm going to talk about Mike Sisselberger. And then I'm going to skip these two guys, and we're going to talk about Tommy Burke, James Riley, and Petey fucking LaSala. So the first guy, and he is by far the most important guy on this list to me, and I'm going to go into the most detail about him, is Luke Weirman. And that's partly because the he, I think he's the overall best of the bunch in 2022 out of all of these guys across the board. Not only did he win a national title, but he possesses all of the technical attributes that you'd want out of a face-off guy and is able to adjust his strategy to fit the situation as well as anyone in the country. At least over 2022, he showed that he was capable of doing that. And we could see that in how badly he beat up on PD LaSala in this 2022 season after, you know, having that heartbreaking thing. So that last second faceoff win in the national championship, Weirman wins it over LaSala. He streaks down the field, takes a shot that would have tied the game. But instead, Alex Road comes up with a national title ceiling save for the Cavs, and that apparently stuck with Weirman. He went to work, and in 2022, he owned nearly everyone that he played. Now, Luke Weirman's 2022 production, second in the nation in terms of save percentage with a 6-6-1 win percentage, eight goals, seven assists for 15 points off 22 shots, 36.4% shooting and 160 ground balls. He only had two games at or below 50% on the season, a four goal win over Syracuse where he won 13 of 27, not terrible. And a five goal win over Hopkins where he was only 10 of 22. That was his worst game of the year as far as I saw. 
After that trash game against Hopkins, Weirman played against some of the best faceoff athletes in the country on Maryland's way to win the NCAA title, and his performance was just absolute gangster. 20 of 26 against a struggling uh, Rutgers faceoff unit in the Big Ten Finals. Nugenio, he barely cracks the top 50 in terms of win percentage. I think he was at like 50 point some percent, and Weirman absolutely owned Rutgers in the, uh, on that day in the Big Ten Finals. NCAA first round against Tommy Burke of Vermont. Burke finished the season sixth nationally in terms of faceoff wins. Weirman won 16 of 19 and had an assist in that win over Vermont in the NCAA first round. NCAA quarter round, quarterfinals round against PD LaSala of Virginia. LaSala was eighth nationally in faceoff win percentage, 20 of 29 with two helpers, Weirman was. NCAA semis against Princeton's Tyler Sandoval. He was 29th in the nation. 13 of 22 with an assist, Weirman was. Finished it off with a 13 of 20 day against Cornell and Angelo Petrakis in the national title game. All four of those guys that he played in the NCAA tournament were capable and semi-dangerous face-off men, some of them very dangerous. Weirman's numbers numbers over that four-game stretch, 62 of 90 with a 688 win percentage, four assists, 39 ground balls, and a national title. Luke Weirman, by far, I think he, he he's A, I think he's technically proficient in all areas he needs to be. He's an offensive threat. He's got a huge drive. And more importantly, he's got a lot of help on the wings. Now, this is not to take anything away from Luke Weirman, but two of the guys I'm going to talk about, I think, have far more help on the wings than any of the other players overall. And that would be Weirman and Petey LaSala. And, and part of their whole Part of what makes them so great is their ability to use them. I, I'm rolling some highlights of Weirman, uh, is probably the only one that I'm going to roll highlights of. What I love about Weirman is his ability to, in a scrum, kick the ball out, scoot, you know, you know, get the ball to the guys on the wings or to an open guy to pick up that ground ball off those draws. He's incredible at that, on top of just being great at pinching, popping, uh, pushing and winning forward, getting the ball up in transition. Weirman, one of the best in the game, bar none. And I do think this is the only real true prediction I'm going to make. I think Weirman will repeat as an All-American. And I think that Weirman overall may may end up being, uh, he probably won't get the, the, the number one spot, but I think that he'll probably be very close and he'll be between one and two overall. Now, the next guy I have to talk about is the guy that I know the, the, I don't know a whole lot, honestly, about Zach Cole. Now, Zach Cole, if we go back here, he actually led the nation in faceoff win percentage over here, 68.1% on the season, had an incredible season overall, and he's capable of putting up points as well. Four goals, five assists for St. Joseph's in 2022. Uh, not a great shooting percentage, but hey, he's a faceoff guy. He doesn't need it. But, uh, you know, overall, you win that many faceoffs, you win 68.1% of your faceoffs. That's a hell of a job. Cole is going to probably, I, I'd probably say that of the, of the guys I'm going to talk about, the most technically proficient face-off guys are going to be Cole and the guy I'm going to talk about next. But Cole for St. Joseph's, he was an All-American last season. He's going to probably repeat as an All-American again this season. He's got, uh, I think that he was definitely back at St. Joseph's. Uh, and a lot of these guys are super seniors. LaSala's a super senior. Sisselberger, uh, who I'm going to talk about, is a super senior. Tommy Burke is not there yet. He's one of the younger of the crew. 
But the the experience that these guys have and the ability for them to just come back and keep winning faceoffs because of the 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 loss of that COVID season, it's it's incredible. And we're kind of at like I feel like most would agree this is like an all time high in terms of the quality of faceoff athletes that we have in Division One lacrosse right now. The the, the faceoff academy, uh, Greg the Beast, all these dudes that are training these faceoff guys and really making them, you know absolute masters of that craft it's it's fun to see and it's especially fun to see when you see these guys end up playing against each other but zach cole you know i i I, if i look here let's go inside lacrosse i'm doing this off screen uh i just got to find the all-americans because i actually forgot to bring the list up so i could tell you who were the first team and everything last year all right so Last year, Luke Weirman was the first team All-American uh, in the faceoff, and I think that Luke Weirman has a really good chance of repeating. Now, the only kicker here, Maryland is not going to probably be – I can't imagine that Maryland is going to be as good as they were last year. Is he going to have the same amount of help on the wings? Because he's got, he's dealing with some new players in terms of who he has on the wings for him. So I'm just wondering if Weirman will see a slight dip in his numbers, similar to how Petey had – ridiculous numbers in 2021 and he saw a dip in his numbers in 2022 I think Weirman may see the same thing so whatever I said earlier I think Weirman's probably a lock for one of the top three I like him at number two most likely in terms of All-Americans because I think that somebody like Zach Cole could technically supplant Weirman especially if their numbers continue and his numbers go down a little bit because guys like Cole and Sisselberger didn't have as much help as he had they weren't playing on teams that were as high profile as he was and what he did what Weirman did over that playoff run that just absolutely cemented without any question a first team spot for him is he going to have that much success in 2023 absolutely he could it's just a lot I think a little bit of it for Weirman is going to depend on what does the team do a guy like Zach Cole, a guy like Sisselberger, I think if their stats remain similar with a little bit less help on the wings than what we we can see with some of these other guys, I think that's the reason I think Zach Cole could end up popping up and uh, eating you know one of these one of these top three spots. Cole was the second team All American last season. Now the next guy I want to talk about here is Mike Sisselberger. And the reason I want to talk about Cole and Sisselberger back-to-back is for that reason. I think that they're both probably... Listen, I'm not a face-off expert, so you could light me up if you want to, but I would just say that based on their numbers and what I know of their roster makeup, I would say that Sisselberger and Cole probably have a little bit less help overall than than guys like Weirman and Lasala do in terms of the wing play. Just because their the rosters are so deep for Maryland and for Virginia, you end up putting some dudes on the wing that on some of these other teams might even be playing a little bit more offensive midfield and crap like that. Sisselberger is just an absolute beast and a monster of a human being, though. I think he may actually be the most technical of the bunch, him and Cole for sure. Uh, just a damn beast of a human. His legs look like tree trunks, even compared to the other face-off guys that all have just absolutely enormous legs. Uh, like I said, him and Cole both, I think. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. 
have a little bit less help on the wings than LaSala and Weirman have. But then likewise, they're a little bit less of an offensive threat here overall. Sisselberger, he won 63% of his draws and uh, he put up one goal on the season in 2022. If we go back here, Sisselberger overall was third nationally with a 6.28 win percentage. Cole, like I said, was number one with a 6.81. Weirman right in between them with a 6.61. These, technically, these three guys are the guys that I think have the best shot at picking up one of those three All-American spots, partly just because that was they're the three guys who ate those spots last season. Sisselberger was the third team, All-American, Cole was the second team, and Weirman was the first. I think that order may shuffle a little bit, and then there's my kind of dark horse guys that I think may end up, you might end up seeing kind of a resurgence of their uh, skill and quality. And the next guy I want to talk about here, obviously, Petey fucking LaSala. Uh, make no mistake, and I've made it very clear, Petey LaSala is one of my favorite players in the country because of his 2021 run. The dude just had a ridiculous 2021 season. If we look at his stats over here, in 2021, 10 goals, 7 assists for 17 points, 34% shooting, and then he ends up winning 62% of his faceoffs with 137 GBs. Dude was just bonkers off the charts, and in that national title win over Maryland in 2021, LaSala won 21 of 37 for 57%, had a goal and an assist on that day. So his 2021 season was absolutely bonkers. His 2022 season, little bit of dip in the production overall. Eight goals, two helpers, and that's partly because I think teams in 2021, especially if you watch his highlight cuts, teams would just let him part the Red Sea. He would just run down the middle of the field, get shots off, I think, a little bit more in 2022. Teams were even just half sliding to him on the breaks, enough to make him have to make a more difficult decision so I think that teams were a little bit more effective at neutralizing LaSala as an offensive threat, but he still won 60% of his draws. He struggled a little bit more with consistency, whereas Weirman was one of the most consistent faceoff guys in the country in terms of his win percentage and his point production. LaSala had a couple of games that, where he was a little bit rougher. No, namely, LaSala's rough games were against Weirman. He was 28% against we uh, Maryland on th uh, March 19th, uh, so that's not very good. And that was a Virginia loss to Maryland. And then if we look down here, Syracuse. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong season here, folks. Nope, that's LaSalle's 2022 season. Yeah, Syracuse, not a great outing, even though Virginia won that game handily. And then you see Maryland again. So Weirman kind of owned LaSalle. LaSalle did well in the other matchups throughout the season. But he did fall off a little bit in 2022. But I like him to be the guy to have a better season in 2023. I think that he you might see LaSalle's stats improve beyond everybody else's in 2023 because I like what Virginia is putting on the field across the board. Just like Maryland was a team of roles. They were a team of destiny. They would get in this these flows that would just kind of propel the entire team to play better. I think we may see some, some play like that out of Virginia this year, and I think that may translate to not necessarily more wins. I like LaSala finishing in that 60 to 63% range, but I think he'll put up a few more points, and I think that he's going to be key in Virginia getting themselves back to the Final Four and and really pushing it for another national title overall. So LaSala is one of my dark horses. I think he could very – I like the top three guys. I like Weirman, Cole, 
and Sisselberger to repeat and become All-Americans. Again, I think that, that it, there is a very good chance they will do that, but I think that LaSala has a good shot of yanking one of those guys off the list, depending on how things play out for everybody. And 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 who knows? I could be wrong. Uh, a couple of these guys, most of these guys, I'm sure, are coming back. Sisselberger was the one I wasn't sure. Their roster just isn't out yet, even though he's got two years, uh, at least a year, maybe two years of eligibility left, so I believe Sisselberger was definitely coming back as well. Well, I, I can't say definitely if I wasn't sure. Sure. The next guy I want to talk about, another one of my favorite faceoff guys in the country, Vermont's Tommy Burke. And uh, like LaSala, I think if you compare it, he was 61% last year. He had a big breakout season in 2021 where he won 70% of his draws, put up three goals and two helpers, had 125 ground balls. That production was not quite as as uh, ridiculous in 2022, much more pedestrian, but still ridiculous. 61% of the draws overall, a goal and a helper. Lost to Maryland, like we said, lost to Weirman in Maryland in the NCAA quarterfinals, but got Vermont, Vermont, helped Vermont get into the tournament two years in a row here. So I am a big Tommy Burke fan, and I think he's going to have a big season uh, this year at Vermont. And then Tommy Burke will be jumping ship and heading to Ohio State, not in the 2020 three season, but for the 2024 season uh, as a graduate student. So he's going to finish his year in 2023 out or finish his career out at Vermont in 2023 and then move on to Ohio State as a graduate student. At least Ohio State's the place that he's heading to as of this moment here. But I love Tommy Burke, and I think he too, if he has a big season for for Vermont and he can get himself back into the 65-plus range, giddy up, you know, he could end up being – uh, one of those All-Americans as well. And then another guy that I didn't know a lot about, but I did hear his name a lot during the regular season, and I talked about him in a bunch of podcasts due to how well Georgetown did last year, was James Riley. I believe he's also back at Georgetown. Six goals, five assists, and won 60% of his draws over the 2022 season. I like Riley, too. I the reason I like a bunch of these guys is because of the points they put up. You know, you, you show me a faceoff guy that can put up 11 points on a season and win 60% of their draws. That is devastating to a defense. That gives every team that these guys play, or that, that gives Georgetown an advantage almost everybody they play, other than when they play somebody like Virginia or someone like Maryland or even someone that could neutralize him overall. But if you look at his consistency, it's right up there. He had a rough time against Sisselberger and Lehigh going for 41% here. But, you know, and then he had a rough time towards the end of the season against Nova Marquette. So, you know, that's my knock against Riley is consistency overall. Actually, Georgetown had a really good crop of, of short stick D mids and an LSM last year. So how does that play into Riley's production here in 2023 as well? But those are the guys that I wanted to talk about. We got Cole, Weirman, and Sisselberger, who I do think are most likely to repeat, you know, in some order in those top three spots. But do not count out Tommy Burke. Don't count out James Riley. Don't count out Petey fucking LaSala. You know, and then, like I said, I didn't even talk about Wetfield and Hammett uh, out of Michigan and Massachusetts, uh, partly just because their, their schedules are so bad in terms of the strength of schedule that, I, you know, I, I, I don't think they faced the best night uh the best players in the country night in and night out. Let's just see what Whitefield did against um Weirman, for instance. Weirman against Michigan. Ah, see, Whitefield held his own. Weirman only went 55% against Michigan and Whitefield uh in the regular season, and that was the only meeting they had there overall. So, you know, I don't know. I sadly, I think this is going to be one of the worst um 
podcast that I've done in a while because I, I watched a buttload of tape on all of these guys. And it does, you know, it doesn't tell you a whole lot. You know, all of them are really good at what they do. And all, you know, statistically speaking, you, you can see that, but I'm not an expert in terms of, hey, this is this guy's strategy. I know that Weirman and Lasala put pinch and pop and push that ball forward as well as anybody. It would look like any of these guys like Riley too, that put up points, you know, they have that in their arsenal. But one thing I did notice about Sisselberger is that dude, that boy scraps, that boy gets in the dirt and that boy wins more of his own face-offs. It would seem to me than a lot of these other guys. And I think that you could say the same for Cole overall as well, which is I like, which, which is why I like both of them as well. So that's it, guys. I'm going to get out of here. I got to get Christmas shopping with my family. I almost didn't put this episode out here because I uh, had a bunch of crap to do, and I'm kind of under the gun to, to, to get my wife her Christmas presents before next weekend. But I did want to get some content out for you. Wanted to talk about some face-off, guys, even though I am the dumbest overall when it pertains to the the faceoff dot and you know the strategies and all that crap, I'm just an idiot. Uh, I was never a great faceoff uh, coach in terms of helping my faceoff guys get better. And as you can see here, I'm kind of a moron as it pertains to talking about it. But here we are. We did it. I did manage to talk for 20 minutes about faceoff guys here. Uh, the only thing I think we have left now, we're going to talk about. Um, uh, Short stick D mids, LSMs, and goalies, I think, is what I have left in terms of the preseason All-Americans. We'll have to see. I'm going to talk about a bunch more schedules overall as well. But, you know, wanted to get the face-off video out. So that's it. Uh, I will be back next week on Friday. We'll do film review Friday. I will also be back next weekend on Sunday. We're going to do another podcast. And I don't know if I'll talk about schedules or if we'll talk about another position group in terms of preseason All-Americans. But uh, that is this episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If I disappointed you, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, this is what we got here. And Hoost is out. The Lapse Factor Podcast.